Today's episode is brought to you by Clorox. When it counts, trust Clorox the same way we trust essential workers to provide the care they give to us. Families trust Clorox to give them a safe and protected home. Our community heroes trust Clorox to keep places like hospitals and grocery stores disinfected. So I know I too can trust Clorox to provide my home with a safe environment at home we can all enjoy. So I have a story for you, Amanda. Um, With Clorox, there's one thing I definitely use it for every single time before I step into my vanity van. Uh, I love the entire place disinfected because that's where I keep my makeup. Uh, That's where I get ready. That's where my clothes are. That's sometimes where I take a nap as well. So, you know, I can use it all over like time of need. So, um, yeah, it's been really, really, it just keeps everything super clean and I, I feel super safe. For me, it's important to share with loved ones and the public in general how they can give the most care for their loved ones especially during times like these. I mean, with the pandemic going on, with COVID going on, it's just great to be extra sanitary with all the items that are around you, caring for others, and, you know, just wiping down the door handle after you use the bathroom or wiping down so the So important. The toilet. So important. The toilet handle. Don't forget oh. the toilet handle. <laughs> so remember, when, when it counts, counts trust Clorox. The outcome of an opioid emergency may depend on a quick response. Accidental overdose can happen anytime, even if the opioid pain medicine is prescribed. Due to COVID-19, emergency services could be slower to arrive. Get prepared. Get naloxone, a potentially life-saving reversal agent with no prescription directly from your pharmacy. Having naloxone available allows you to respond first, not a substitute for emergency medical care. Learn more at opioidsafetyplan.com. That's O-P-I-O-I-D safetyplan.com. Hey guys, welcome back to the Working Gals Guide podcast. And you know the deal. I'm here to interview people in all different careers, all different industries, and chat about their journey and how they got there. I'm really here to help you get inspired and really help you find your dream job as well. So welcome to our podcast and thanks for tuning in. Hey gals, welcome back to another episode of Working Gals Guide and I'm so happy that you're back and listening. I hope you're going to feel inspired after this episode. Um, So we're going to do things a bit differently today. So um, there's two things. So first of all, I had a lot of questions come in through my Instagram DMs. Y'all are sliding in, which I do appreciate. I love the feedback I'm getting. Um, As well as a lot of people did write in with actual questions they had career-related questions for the most part, Um, not so much uh, personal questions, but some of you were also inquiring about, um, for example, like what I do for work and how I got my job and things like that, which I will be happy to share. Um, Yes, probably not on this episode because we have a great guest here today, but eventually, yes. But with that being said, I did want to capitalize on the fact that people were writing in career-related questions. So I know I got a couple through my DMs. I also posted an Instagram story saying I do want to also record a Q&A. Please write in some questions and y'all were amazing. I got an overwhelming amount of actual questions coming in, which I couldn't be happier about um, just because you guys are engaged, of course. Um, but I also love to help. I'm, I'm just so happy that you guys do trust me to provide you some advice and um, all of that. So Um, The number of questions that came in were much too many for me to answer on an episode um, today, just because, again, we do have a guest coming on. 
But with that being said, there was a lot of questions under the bucket of resumes and providing resume tips. So with that being said, I will be answering that question. So a lot of the questions that came in were, hey, do you have any resume tips that you have that you can share? A little bit more detailed stories like um, people that were just uh, finishing school looking to spruce up their resumes. How can they do so? How can they get noticed by um, you know, companies, things like that? So what I'm going to do for this first part of today's episode is actually go through some of the resume tips I have at a high level. And of course, if you do have any questions, um, you know, follow-up questions, want me to go in more detail, again, just feel free to either um, DM me on Instagram. Um, that's probably the best way to reach me. So just DM me on Instagram through our Working Gals Guide um, account. And I will definitely, you know, do whatever I can to help you out and, and definitely answer back. So with that being said, my biggest tip for resumes is actually taking a look at the job description and parsing out terms from there, identifying terms from the actual job description that you should be using your resume. So the reason being is because a lot of companies nowadays are actually using technology. It's HR technology where they scan your resume through this technology, the software, that software actually scans your resume. It'll go through and say, okay, the words that you have on your resume match 80% of the words that we want in someone in this job. So with that being said, I really urge you to take a look at the job description, really highlight or parse through the different words that you think are important and should be um, skills that you should have, whether it's intangible skills or tangible skills or just experience in general, and use those terms in your actual resume itself. I know this requires you to go through every single job description um, of the jobs that you're applying to and also probably customize your resume slightly for each one. I do want to say, though, it will be worth it, especially if it is one of your first jobs that you're applying to, especially outside of college, um, because you do want to make the most of it. And, you know, I'm not sure if you have a lot of time during these crazy COVID times to spend on your resume, because I know some people are actually a lot busier than they were before. But if you do have time, spend it working on your resume, spend it matching the job description to your resume. It's very important. It will work. I promise you. So with that being said, I do want to build on that and say that a lot of times a human will not lay eyes on your resume until it passes through this technology. And once it does, you know, pass through the technology, okay, you've met 75% of the words that we do want um, on your resume. Okay, then an actual human from the HR department of that company um, will actually take a look at your resume. So that's the biggest thing is actually getting eyes on your resume. And sometimes the way is really just jigging your, jigging your actual resume, jigging your actual cover letter to match what they're looking for. So with that being said, I don't want you to actually go through and copy and paste sentences or bullet points from the job description. I just mean take actual key terms. So again, key terms like collaboration, teamwork, internal facing, external facing, client facing, project management, um, project based. So terms like that that they're using skills that they want their applicants to have, um, again, whether it's tangible or intangible, take those terms and use it. Again, don't go overboard, don't copy absolutely everything, but do your best to really parse out the really important things that you think they're looking for. And again, I think I did mention this, but important to do for both your resume and actual cover letter as well. They might be scanning both of those. Um, so really, again, just take a look at what the job is asking for. If it's asking for both, I would just definitely do it for both the cover letter and a resume. Um, but yeah, so that's my biggest tip for resumes is making sure you do that. The first step, of course, is again, just getting eyes on your resume. And sometimes this is the way you need to do it. 
Um, so I do want to say as well, because it might be a misconception that only large organizations have this type of technology. That's not true. Um, you know, smaller places have it. This technology is becoming more and more popular. There's a lot of different vendors and suppliers that have it. So it's not just the big, big companies that are using technologies like this. It's also smaller scaled companies as well. So with that being said, you know, even if you're applying at a mid-sized company, I would still use this technique. Um, so with that being said as well, one more quick tip um, is, of course, quantifying as much as you can on your resume. Even if you don't have, you know, a massive amount of actual past experience, like you can't say that you saved your past company during your internship X amount of dollars, et cetera, et cetera. You can still quantify things by using percentages on projects that you got. Okay, I got 97% on this project. This is what we did. These are the skills I utilize, and this is how it's applicable to the job that I'm applying for. Or even if you can't use percentages, use letter grades. Things like that are definitely extremely useful. Just really as much as you can, make it easy for the reader of the resume to paint a picture of what you're doing and how you're doing it. Um, all right, so I would say that are my, those are my biggest resume tips. Um, again, if you have any more questions, just let me know over DM probably the easiest way. And of course, make sure you do follow us on Instagram at Working Gals Guide. Today's episode is a good one. Like I mentioned, we do have someone on who is really incredible. She's an entrepreneur in the beauty space and more particularly the wedding space um, and event management space as well. So she'll tell you all about her story, which is a cool one. Um, so with that being said, without further ado, welcome to today's episode. Hey, Diana, thanks for joining. Hi, thank you so much. I am so excited to be on here and it's such an honor to be a guest on your show. Awesome. Well, I really do appreciate you coming out here. You have such a cool story and I can't wait for everyone to hear it. So why don't we jump right into it? Let's go ahead and introduce you. Tell us where you're from and a bit about your company, Simply Blue. Okay, so obviously my name is Diana. Um, I started Simply Blue when I was 16 years old, so I was still in high school. Um, I live in Indianapolis, Indiana, so a very small state, very small city, and um, my background, my ethnicity is Honduran, so my family are immigrants here in the U.S., um, but they've been here for over 20 years now, and it's been pretty great. Awesome, and in terms of what Simply Blue is, can you tell us more about those services that it offers and some of the products you have as well? Like, what kind of company is it? So Simply Blue has two sides to it. It really started off being just a freelance business where we primarily do makeup and hair for weddings and special occasions. Um, our niche is really weddings. We've done over 150 weddings, um, have had dozens of publications, and we're very booked. We're, and then the other side, I started a salon back in 2019, so not that long ago over the summer and we are a full service salon where we do men and women's hair we do facials lash extensions waxing really just everything that you can think of that's so cool and you said we so i assume you do have employees you've built an entire company out of this and i don't think anyone knows your age right now so why don't we just go ahead and say that you're 22 or 23 is that correct I'm 21, actually. Oh, 21. Oh, my gosh. You're even younger than I thought. And you already have people working for you, which is insane. So when were you able to transition your business from freelance to an actual corporation where you're hiring people and now you have these two sides to your business? 
So the freelance side was actually started with my best friend, Martha. We used to go to people's houses and just do makeup and hair like super cheap, like $40 per person. And from there, we just grew organically, especially through social media, through Facebook. And after, I would say after two, three years, the freelance side of Simply Blue became so booked that I needed extra help. And then I started hiring. I now have an assistant, an additional makeup artist, and an additional hairstylist for that. Um, and then in 2019, my plan was to open up the salon. With the salon, I do booth rent. So I have different stylists and they pay me weekly for rent. Oh, that's so cool. I love that. And does Martha still work with you right now? Like, are you guys like co-owners of the business? Is she still involved? We are not co-owners, but she is very involved. She's my primary hairstylist. So she's like my, she's really like my rock in this company. If it weren't for her, I probably wouldn't be where I am at right now. Oh, I love that. And I assume you guys met at school because you were 16 when you started this? Yes, we did net school. We both did cosmetology school through our high school. So we were very blessed that our schools were able to pay for our cosmetology program. That's so cool. So you actually had that program as part of your high school? Yes. So I would go into high school for two to three hours a day, and then I would get on a bus and go to cosmetology school. And I was there all the way up until like 5 p.m. every day. That's so cool. It's so interesting. So was this like something actually that you had to pay for or did your school actually like cover that it was actually part of the program? The school paid for the program. If I would have done this outside of high school, the program is about $20,000. Oh my God. Um, all I had to pay was my kit, which was only $500. So great deal. That's so amazing. And it's interesting too, because I feel like when a lot of people are around like, you know, 15, 14, even like 16 as well, we're not really sure what we want to do with our life. So how are you able to say, okay, I do want to pursue cosmetology. I do want to spend a lot of my time and even after hours, like after school hours, doing this and pursuing this other program. Like, how'd you come to that decision that you actually wanted to pursue it at such a young age? Honestly, I feel like going into cosmetology was just in me already it's kind of a funny story so when I was like 12 years old my older brother had a girlfriend and I was really close to her and she would teach me how to apply makeup on and we would sit down together and we would watch YouTube videos so when I moved from Florida to Indiana um, my freshman year of high school I had a meeting with my counselor and my counselor was like hi Diana like you need to decide what you want to do after high school and I was 14 at the time and I was like I have no idea man I'm like and she was like, well, what do, what do you like to do in your free time? And, and I sat there and I was like, um, I like to watch YouTube videos of makeup. And she was like, okay, what about cosmetology school? And I was like, I guess we can try that. And then I started school and I loved it. I was extremely nervous, but I truly am passionate about it. That's so incredible. And when you're going to cosmetology school, what is most people's career progression after that? Do they start freelancing? Do they open up their own salons? What are most of, I guess, your old uh, student colleagues doing now? Most of them go into working for a chain, whether it's like JCPenney's, Ulta, sports clubs. So a chain salon, and typically it takes a few years to be able to build up a clientele to be able to open up your own place. It is a lot of work. I was just blessed and it all kind of just came to me. 
In terms of clientele, I feel like a lot of people listening right now, maybe they want to start a business, maybe they're just curious in general, but what is some of the more challenging parts of starting your own business and what are some of the more rewarding parts as well? There's definitely a lot of challenging parts. When you're starting, you have to invest in yourself a lot. Um, so I started when I was in high school. So luck I worked a part-time job. With every single paycheck I would get, I would run to Sephora and just buy a bunch of makeup that I could use on clients. And then I would be left with nothing. So I was really putting everything into it. Um, you have to build your own websites and you have to figure out a lot of information that you don't really learn in school, learning how to get a tax ID number and how to make it your company an LLC or corporation, how to hire someone, taxes. It's really complicated, but we have a great thing that we all have in our hands, a smartphone. So it's really easier to just Google information, figure it out. Yeah, um, that definitely makes sense. And yeah, I feel like some of those things that you just mentioned, maybe someone has an idea to start a business, but doesn't even realize that they have to get a tax ID, for example. So Definitely a good tip for everyone out there. Make sure you do Google everything you need to start a business uh, legally, of course. And um, in terms of clientele, how do you keep, um, you know, good rapport with your clients? How do you get them as repeat customers? How do you actually market yourself and get new customers? A lot of it is word of mouth. So once you book one bride, if they are satisfied with the service, they will tell their bridesmaids or their moms or their friends. And people will ask, oh, who did your makeup? You looked beautiful on your wedding day. And that will just get you um, future clients. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. And I think that's a good lesson to take with anything really. It really is just networking at the, at the very core of it. If one person is happy with you, whether it be, you know, you doing your makeup for them or you doing their hair for them or even just you performing any service, really, if they're happy, they're going to tell a friend, tell a family member. And that's how the word gets spread. And honestly, that's the best way because, you know, the people are coming to you because they truly do trust you, which is amazing. Correct. And you always want to put in your best effort, regardless of what industry you're in. Um, because at the end of the day, that is your name and that is your business that you're trying to build. So, yeah, trying. definitely. And how were you able to leverage social media and your website to find clients as well? I used to post on Facebook every single day, just promoting my page and promoting my services, which I know it got annoying to people, but I did not care because it worked. Um, so I would literally just post, hi guys, um, it's Simply Blue, we do makeup and hair for special occasions, here's a picture, here's a few pictures of our work, and that would organically attract customers. That's so amazing, and it's true though, like I think that that's the only way to get the word out there, right, especially when you're first starting, you have no choice, that's the best way to do it, and the great thing about Facebook is if you do create a Facebook page, it is free, so you can definitely leverage that as much as you want to, and at a low cost as well. Especially if you're young and starting a business, you may not have all the money to pour into it um, and maybe not all the time as well. So I think Facebook or even Instagram as well and Twitter too, depending on where you're working and what you're doing, can definitely be great freer options to promote yourself and promote your business. Correct. I think all social media platforms are great for building a customer base. And TikTok right now is one of the best social media platforms to use because it's growing very rapidly. For sure. 
So in terms of your job right now, so what does your day-to-day -day look like? Are you still doing hair? Are you still doing makeup? Um, or is it more so the administrative things that you're doing right now? I still do uh, makeup primarily. I don't enjoy doing hair, so I do not touch anyone's hair because I do not find it fun at all. Mm. Um, but on a day-to-day -day basis, it really depends. So if it's a Saturday morning and I have a wedding, I'm usually up pretty early, like 4 or 5 a.m., depending on how early the wedding starts. I get up, I get ready, I make sure my makeup kit is all set. I usually go to Starbucks, I get a drink, head to the venue, and then I just start working. Um, my stylist will usually meet up with me at the location as well. Makes sense. And I have to ask, what is your go-to Starbucks drink? I love getting a grande caramel macchiato or a matcha latte. I love that. <laughs> my two favorites. That's <laughs> <laughs> so good. And, <laughs> and, you know, you're an entrepreneur from a young age. Do you come from a family who started their own businesses? Do you have, you know, your siblings who have started their own businesses? What made you take the leap? And, uh, you know, how did you get the support to do so? So first of the support side of it, it's a little bit more complicated because originally everyone kind of doubted me and everyone was telling me negative things. They were like, you're not going to make enough money financially doing makeup on people. Um, and so they did instill a few doubts in my head, but I never let anyone's words get to me. So I just kept trying until I made it. Um, but I do come from a family that owns a lot of businesses. I have uncles that own insurance businesses. We have restaurants. Um, and my mom is a distributor for a hair cosmetic brand. Oh, cool. So you did have some, maybe some people to go to, uh, to ask for advice and maybe to give you that push that you needed. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. So I think um, it's very important. Sorry. Um, no, yeah, okay. I think it's very important to find someone that you can ask for help and someone that has experience, maybe have them become your mentor and they can help you grow. Yeah, definitely. And on the topic of mentorship, how has it shaped you and do you still talk to your mentors in a business sense today? I know you said your mom is probably one of those people. And of course, you'll talk to your mom. But um, do you still chat with her about business things? Do you still go to her for advice, even though you have had this business for a couple of years now? I definitely do, because I'm always looking for ways to expand Simply Blue. Uh, my end goal is to actually make Simply Blue a chain and have multiple locations throughout the U.S. Oh, amazing. And in terms of expansion, um, like how do you decide where to expand to next? Would it be somewhere close by, like in a very similar city, or would it be out of state? I think it will be out of state. I'm actually planning to move out of Indiana within four months, um, and I want to open up a location down in Orlando. Oh, very cool. So are you moving to Florida? Yes. Oh, incredible. It's going to be so cool. Have you been there a lot to visit and on vacation and things like that? Yes. Uh, most of my family is actually down in Florida, so I will be closer to my family. And oh, amazing. I, I spent a lot of time there growing up. That's so cool. And that's actually a cool thing because who's going to take care of your locations in Indiana then? My location here in Indiana, my mom will probably take care of it. Oh, amazing. That sounds good. Yeah. Awesome. And in terms of some of the more exciting or interesting projects you've worked on or 
you know, in general, some of those cool things you've done. Can you name maybe one or two of those and explain how exciting those situations were or how cool some of those projects were? Yes. So my favorite project was a, it was a styled photo shoot that we did last winter. It was a winter wonderland theme. We had horses and there was actually it was like a mini blizzard so it was snowing like crazy but we were outside shooting the most beautiful pictures and everything was just amazing a few months ago those pictures were actually up on a billboard here in my state and when i drove by it i was super excited because i was like wow like my work is up on a billboard that's so um, cool i can't even imagine like that would be amazing and just surreal driving past that and seeing it yeah, it definitely was surreal. I was actually at the mall, but I had no service. And I was getting a bunch of notifications about, I could see the word billboard. And I was like, what are they talking about? And then like 10 minutes later, I get on the highway and then I see the billboard. And I'm like, oh my gosh. That's so crazy. cool. Was it for a company or a campaign or something like that? It was a campaign for a bridal show. Oh, cool. That's so amazing. Well, congratulations on that. And um, I know your, you know, your credentials don't stop at that. You've been featured in magazines and Simply Blue has also been in lots of blogs before. In terms of getting into magazines and blogs, is that something that you have to apply for? Do you have to reach out to them or do they come to you asking? They come to you, um, but certain magazines and blogs will have you apply so you can submit your photos um, personally, I have never submitted my own stuff. Usually the photographers will submit the information and then my information just gets put in there. Oh, amazing. That sounds cool. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. And in terms of building out a portfolio, do you have to hire someone to take photos? Can you take photos yourself for a portfolio? How does that work? If you want to build a portfolio with like a website, I would definitely work with a photographer. I would reach out to photographers in your area, ask if you can do a T4P, a TFP photo shoot. Um, essentially what you do is you work together as a team and you trade services, and then you can use those pictures for your website. Now, if you need pictures for social media, just take pictures on your camera, like on your phone, and that works well. No, that's a great tip. That's awesome. When were you able to build your, build your portfolio online? Was that something you started um, in high school as well? Or was that something that you just did recently? I started that right when I graduated cosmetology school slash high school. So I was about 17, 17, 18. And I did start it on my own. So for my website, I created a free website on weebly.com. And I had only like four professional pictures, but I put the four pictures on there. And then on my social media pages, I would just use the pictures from my phone. And then well, over time, I've been able to build It looks them. incredible, by the way. I've seen the website and I've seen the portfolio. So it does look very, very good and very, very professional. Thank you so much. Yeah. I do have another question. So when it comes to building your team, when it comes to hiring people, what do you look for as a business owner in terms of people that you want to work for outside of credentials? So outside of the fact that they have the skills to do makeup or skills to do hair, what are some of those more soft skills that you look for in terms of people that you want to represent your business? The main thing I look for is someone that I can trust 
and someone that is going to be there for me. I cannot risk having a stylist be late to a wedding because a wedding is usually a woman's really important day in their life. Um, And I also look for someone that I can mesh well with, someone that I can work together with and essentially be a friend. I don't want to feel like I'm their boss or like I'm above them. I want them to come to me like a teammate and I want to feel the same way with them. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. And I definitely agree as well. I don't own a business, um, but I do work at a company and I feel the same way about the people on my team or even the people within our company When I can trust someone and I feel like they're going to be on time, they're going to get things done properly, that trust is there. I do feel so much closer to them and say I were to work somewhere else, I'd want to bring them with me almost, right? Like you want to build that team around you who is trustworthy, is great at communication and, you know, someone that you just want to hang out with as well. Correct. Yeah, I completely agree. Yeah. So Diana, thank you so much for being here today. I do want everyone to know where they can find you on social media and also what your website is. So can you go ahead and plug that for us? Of course. So my website is simplyblue.org and my Instagram and Facebook pages are simplyblue.llc and you can find all that on there. Amazing. Thank you so much for coming today. I've appreciated this and I'm sure everyone else listening out there who even has a tiny interest in hair and makeup or even just starting their own business would have taken away so much from this conversation. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me on here. It was so much fun. Amazing. All right then. If you're a defender fighting to protect your organization from cyber attackers, you must be successful ending attacks every single time. They only need to be successful once. Cyber Reason reverses the attacker's advantage. Our future-ready attack platform gives defenders the wisdom to uncover, understand, and piece together multiple threats, and the precision focus to end cyber attacks instantly. Together, we are the defenders. Cyber Reason. End cyber attacks. From endpoints to everywhere. Learn more at cyberreason.com that's c-y-b-e-r-e-a-s-o-n.com what does it take to end cyber attacks at cyber reason we can tell you exactly what it takes it takes an army of battle-tested defenders on a mission defenders who fight foes that operate under the cover of digital darkness defenders who think move and adapt faster than cyber attackers defenders with the technology and effortless automation to spot an attack forming on computers mobile devices servers and the cloud and alert you when it matters most to end cyber attacks it takes the brightest minds in global cyber intelligence working to deliver future ready protection to guard your data wherever the fight moves cyber reason is ready to win the battle with you and for you in the fight to end cyber attacks we are the defenders join us to reverse the adversary attacks with proactive protection against ever-evolving threats cyber reason and cyber attacks from endpoints to everywhere learn more at cyberreason.com. that's c-y-b-e-r-e-a-s-o-n.com 